Hi guys, uh, other Todd here. During the recording of this morning's show, the broadcast rig developed a memory fault, which made it impossible to continue recording. So what you're about to listen to here is a partial episode, about 40 minutes worth of content, before the machine shut down and refused to restart. Apologies for the inconvenience, and we will catch you guys next week. This is Stephen Toulouse, otherwise known as Steptoe. You are listening to Versus the World Radio. Versus the World Productions. Scaring normal people on the internet since 2010. www.vtwproductions.com The following presentation is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike Non-Commercial License. For more information on Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. Good morning and welcome to a new, fine, handcrafted episode of Alpha Geek Fridays. I am the other Todd, known to some of you as Gnomewise, joining me through the miracle of the interwebs from the vast and exotic land of Canada, Joel Duggan. Welcome to the show. Good morning, sir. How are you doing this morning? I am reeling uh, from the effects of a very interesting week. And when I say interesting, I mean in the framework of the ancient Chinese curse that says, may you live in interesting times and never forget that that's a curse. So it was an interesting week, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, when you, uh, when you leave the job for any amount of time, or when you work in technology, I can imagine there is a huge amount of stuff that piles up uh, for you to take yeah. care of. Yeah. Even when I what? allegedly have people covering for me, the uh, amount of stuff waiting for me in the form of, oh my God, my hair is on fire, was rather <laughs> impressive this week. <laughs> so I have, I have done much and achieved nothing so far this week. Right on. Um, I, I feel your pain. I feel like I've worked all week long, yet have very little to show for it. Uh, I was uh, talking with Jocelyn last night and just kind of going over my week and you know, recapping my production and all the stuff that I've done, and uh, I really feel like I've done precious little. So it looks like I'm going to have a very busy weekend. Yeah, I did the whole uh, running around putting out the fires thing, but also was basically doing that instead of doing the stuff I should have been doing. So Mm. I look at my week and I say, yeah, I did a lot, but, you know, the stuff that's directly going to result in checks in my inbox, like invoicing, uh, yeah, still yet to be done, depressingly. So. Yeah, that, those are the things that I found was were, were eating into my time this week, too. Like, I had a lot of um, social media stuff happening. I was doing a lot of podcast stuff, uh, a lot of meetings for um, preparing for future projects. And I don't necessarily get paid for all that. I mean, it, it's it's marketing. It's part of what I need to do for my business. But it's not, you know, billable client hours. And that's where I think I'm feeling the pinch. 
Yep. So, thus is the challenge of the small independent businessman. <sighs> I guess I need to be a responsible grown-up and schedule my time better, eh? Well, you know, I I work from home and I like to think of myself as a responsible grown-up, but this week I have slept through countless alarms. You know, it goes off at 6 when I'm supposed to get up and I turn it off. And then it goes off at 7 when I really should get up and I turn it off. And then it goes off at 8 when I absolutely have to get up and I turn it off again. <laughs> so You're not impressing I have me. Not, yeah, I have not been a responsible um, adult. And uh, I mean, as and it's a vicious cycle, of course, because once you sleep, sleep in until 9, and you get breakfast and stuff, and then you get to work, and all right, it's 10 o'clock, and you're sitting in front of the computer. Uh, and then uh, you're you know late getting all your stuff done, so then you work until 8 or 9 or 10 at night. And then you're exhausted, so that when you, the alarm goes up at 6 o'clock the next day, to start new, to start right, you're right. like, screw that noise. Yep. <laughs> I worked until 10 p.m. last night. I'm done. It is indeed so. a vicious cycle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's pause a moment in our early show reflections here to shout out to the glory that is the tadpole. Hello, chat room. How are you guys this morning? And now we will wait the requisite 40 seconds to minute for the bits that we have just shouted out onto the internet to wend their way to the ears of the amazing people in the Tadpool. If you don't know what the Tadpool is, you are missing out. The Tadpool is the the pet name for the denizens of the IRC chat room uh, that hangs out during live presentations and actually between shows as well. Uh, for the Frog Pants Studios Network, and since this show has sprung in large part from uh, input and uh, from hanging out in said tadpole, always like to give them a shout-out in the morning, and also to prepare them to see if we can get some of them who aren't stuck at work, sorry, B4 Tank Girl, I, f- I feel your pain, um, to dust off their copies of Skype and prepare for live show interaction. So during our third segment today, we'll be hosting listener call-ins, and I wanted to throw the topic out there early in the show so you can be mulling it over and get progressively angrier and angrier. I mean, uh, form a good set of statements, uh, well thought out, very calm, right? Yeah, this is the Internet. Sure, that's going to happen. But we'll we'll choose a uh, non-flammable topic like... Uh, George Lucas throwing down this week and saying, fine, you're going to criticize my performance on episodes one, two, and three. No more Star Wars movies for you. Uh, in an interview in this past week, George Lucas has gone on record of saying, no, I mean, why, why would I do more Star Wars movies when whenever I do anything, all people do is yell at me? So, no, there will be no more Star Wars movies. And I'm interested in hearing from the listener base as to whether you think this is a good thing or a bad thing. Because you could take either tack on this. You can say, great, George is not going to assault us with any more um, Star Wars universe movies of dubious quality. Or, oh great, he's taking his bat and his ball and he's going home. He's not going to let anyone else uh, play in the Star Wars movie universe. Because uh, you can look back and... Look at Kirchner directing. Directing. I'm doing well. I need more coffee. Kirchner directing <laughs> *Empire Strikes Back*, which is uniformly held up to be the finest of the the Star Wars films. So, no, George, just give it to somebody who can actually write and direct, please, God. So, 
I'm interested in hearing from you guys. In the uh, third half of the show, we will call for call-ins. The Skype account that we are on is VTW Shows, as in versus the world shows. That is our show call-in account. If you request a, uh, a friend on that, I will respond during our breaks. Or you can just go to the front page of vtwproductions.com, and in the lower right-hand corner, you will see the little Skype icon and the I'm online notification. And when the time comes, you can simply click on that button, and if your copy of Skype is installed properly, it will auto-dial us, and you will be put on the air. Yes, lol's famous on the interwebs. So we're going to give that a try this week, see how it goes. Uh, a warning, my machine is already hard-locked uh, once this morning, causing a total restart. So if we go dark all of a sudden in the middle of the show, just hang out. It will return. I had been fiddling around with some new hardware during the week, which I know is a horrible, horrible error on a Windows box. And I apparently am paying the price. I have yanked out the uh, suspect RAM and gone back to the memory that was known to be good that we've done our previous shows on. So assuming that that was the problem, all should be well. And for the podcast listener, we'll just edit it out and you won't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> nice. We'll this fix it in it. post. Yes, I did that on the Citadel Cafe the other day. Bing! We just, what, you just crash out in the middle of it and had to, to kind of knit uh, it all together? No. No, um, one of the one of my co-hosts, uh, Chad, had the um, the stream open, and uh, as a result, he was subject to a uStream ad that popped up in the middle of his talk. Oops! And uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't edit out the whole thing because there were some funny bits after it. But was what was so distracting about it is that right now, all of the ads, at least in Canada, on uStream are about genital warts. So How lovely! Yeah, is that, is really that a, is that a Halifax think. thing? Genital warts? No. Do I need to not like not shake your hand when we meet? Not at all, not at all. Uh, but it was a uh, <laughs> it was it's really hard to concentrate when all of a sudden this guy you know pops onto the screen and it's like those. Um, do you remember those ads that uh, I think they were for yeast infections that used to be on TV and the woman oh, would come up to the camera and she'd be like yeast infection. <laughs> Okay, girls, now that I have your attention and the guys have left the room, and then she goes on to talk about, like, the medical uh, treatment and this whatever this product was. And that's what it, that's what these ads are like. The guy just kind of pops on screen. He's like, what do you mean? I don't have digital awards. And, I mean, whatever you're talking about, it doesn't matter what it is. You are completely distracted by, by this. Huh? What? That's random. Well, see, I'm totally like, going to go back into this episode, and I'm going to make a drop-in out of you saying, yeast infection. Oh. Fun. You're going to be famous. Whoopee! I'll be on. I'll be on the, the frog pants um, soundboard before I know it. There you go. The, That's, that is the I plan. Oh, bugger. Um, anyway, so the uh, uh, yeah. So I, I, we had to edit out some of the um, the clipping and the and the, the stuttering that happened. And uh, but when we came back, of course, we were like Chad was apologizing for. Oh, sorry there. I didn't. I didn't know what happened. And he explained it. But the conversation that happened immediately after the explanation was too funny to uh -huh. cut out. So. There's this seamless, you know, uh, speech by Chad, and followed by the "I'm sorry, I got distracted," and then we just talk about genital warts for two minutes. It just it's, it was really random, really kind of a Eastern bizarre. Fashion. <laughs> there's the, there's our title. There's the episode title right there in the in the opening minutes of the show, episode ten, yeast infection. You are welcome, internet. Do you feel not so fresh, Joel? <laughs> Are you wearing a pad? It's kind of bulky. Uh, no, I'm not going to go there. I, uh, I'm, I'm happy with my comment. What was that? 
That was uh, the official derailment noise. Is derailment noise? Like, in case of an emergency, break glass. Exactly. Yeah. Behind in which case... there will be some Massengill. In case of Todd, break glass. Todd! <laughs> Keep you Canadian in line. Yeah, well, you will always and forever be America's hat. You are our hat, and the stylish hat you are at that. Yes. All right. Oh, so what, um, what, what was happening this week that caught your attention in, uh, in the news? Was there anything out there on the Internet that, that stuck out to you as something that we should talk about? Oh, we have many, many things, uh, many of them thanks to the uh, all-volunteer research thread. As usual, uh, shout-out to all the participants in our research thread. Again, all-volunteer. Nobody gets compensated for this. They just get the lol internet fame that comes from being mentioned on the show, but we are extremely appreciative of all the work in harvesting the nerdiest things in the world that they do for us, especially in weeks like this where I've had pretty much nose to grindstone and not a whole lot of time to just kind of recreationally surf the internet and, and soak up the weirdness that is the world. Um, the big event this week, I'm actually backing up the truck. Uh, I forgot one. I missed one of my programmatic announcements. Two things, actually. We are now listed on Stitcher Radio. So if you use the Stitcher app uh, for bringing all your favorite podcasts together, we are experimenting with Stitcher. Stitcher is kind of a weird thing in that they do have a wonderful app that makes it very easy for you guys to put together a, quote, radio station, end quote, uh, formed from all of your favorite podcast type things. The downside is you don't get counted as part of our regular download counting system when you use Stitcher. But the good news is Stitcher has introduced their own download counting system. So I can, between the Stitcher control panel and the normal tracking that we do, piece together what kind of listenership we're getting. So we're going to go ahead and experiment with Stitcher to try and offer it to you guys in a very convenient package without necessarily having to pony up for our own uh, iPhone app, which uh, is not exactly cheap if you want it done well. So if you check out Stitcher.com, uh, it's a very interesting service. Um, there's a, a variation of attitudes in it amongst podcasters. Uh, since we're not really doing this as a massively money-making endeavor, I'm not overly bothered by the fact that they stick ads in their own app, which is their form of revenue generation to keep their product going. Um, I'd rather you guys had easy access to our content, so we'll play with it for a while. If it becomes an issue, we'll We'll talk about yanking it off there. But for now, you should be able to go on there and search for Versus the World, and you should find uh, search for VTW, and you'll find it. Or you can just search for Alpha Geek Radio. You'll find it there as well. And you can add it to your uh, Stitcher radio station favorites. Uh, be interested in getting feedback from you to uh, Fridays at AlphaGeekRadio.com. Again, that's Fridays with an S at AlphaGeekRadio.com. And... For those of you who are using iOS devices, if you come to the front page of vtwproductions.com, you will notice that the embedded Shoutcast stream player is now, finally, iOS compatible. No special link through to a weird player, the player that's on the front page, the player that is off to the left of the embedded chat windows and the video wall, all those things, all completely iOS compatible. You should be able to just tap it right in iOS and be it an iPad, iPod Touch, or iPhone and be able to play the stream live any time of the day or night. Enjoy. Again, if there are any problems with it, interested in hearing back, hop on the forums and leave us some feedback there. There. There's all my programmatic announcements before we charge into the big news of the week. 
which was some very entertaining sounded sounding uh, bits of legislation. Sopa and Pippa, like Mary and Pippin. Yeah, I mean, and I think that a lot of um, tech news shows and and other podcasts have covered the content of uh, Sopa and Pippa. So I, I didn't necessarily want to get into like the nitty gritty. I think everybody, especially people listening to this podcast, are probably well aware of of what those things are. However, I had an opinion and kind of an epiphany uh, on Wednesday when everybody was doing these protests and blackouts and different things on their sites. There was a a distinct uh, difference I found between people that were doing it right and people that I feel were doing it wrong. And that's just my opinion. You can rage quit on me if you want, but um, I feel like Twit, This Week in Tech, got it right. Um, they, They did a little banner over their logo. They broadcasted in black and white all day. And uh, much of their content was SOPA and PIPA um, oriented in an educational fashion. So when you tuned in, you were given the the details and uh, the facts on what these bills are, how to um, agree or disagree with them with your your government, should you need to or want to. Um, And that, I felt, was the right way to go about it. Um, Another way... um, was uh, with web comics, which is my world. Uh, rather than posting um, a block or a redirect uh, on their sites, uh, a lot of comics uh, or comic artists were taking the opportunity to state their either support of or um, uh, I guess what's, uh, anti-opposition. Support. Opposition two. Thank you. Jeez. Wow. More coffee for Joel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Opposition two in their own in their own words uh, in as well as educating people as to, like, this is, this is why I'm opposed to it, but this is also why. And they did it in a humorous way. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call out Dave Kellett from Sheldon at SheldonComics.com. Uh, he had this fantastic uh, big red banner across the top of his site where his comic normally is, um, and he wrote about, in his, like, wrote about um, Sopa and Pippa in his own words, uh, stated that he was opposed to it, and he did it with one of his little cartoon characters going <laughs> at the very end. And mm-hmm. it was it was comical and, and, and well put. But also, then directly underneath that was his comic for the day. Like, he didn't not do a comic that day. Um, the sites that I feel were doing it wrong were the sites that blocked out information that you needed uh, and made it difficult to get. Now, I, I understand that that's part of the protest. The idea is to irritate the hell out of the general populace to the point where they have to research what Sopa and Pippa is. They have to form an opinion, and then hopefully act on it. I, I understand that's kind of the point of it, but I really feel like I got fed up, you know, after the first few websites that I wanted to go to where I thought, oh, I want to know what, I'm going to use Reddit as an example because I know that they were, they were blocked out for a certain amount of time. I want to go to Reddit and I want to read more about SOPA and PIPA, and I can't. And that, I felt, was kind of a, a shortcoming. Uh, again, just my opinion. So I wanted to I wanted to throw it to you because I know that you do uh, like a lot of Creative Commons stuff with with VTW. So where do you? I mean, I, I'm assuming I know where you fall. But what was your opinion on those that were doing it uh, right or wrong, or in in one way or another uh, on Wednesday? I didn't have an opinion of right or wrong. Um, I wanted the conversation to be started, and both techniques of either just putting a banner up or having the content be the discussion or the more severe one of, <clears throat> no, you can't have our content and we will make you read this thing. Both work to varying degrees. Um, I'm a big 
opponent of entitlement, of a, of a sense of entitlement. I think down here in the United States in particular, a lot of people have a, a very strong sense of entitlement. That they're entitled to certain things at a bare minimum. And whenever, I mean, when you were saying, uh, when I went to Reddit and I couldn't get my Reddit, what popped into my mind is, yes, and the monthly fee you pay for Reddit entitles you to, oh, wait. The, exactly. you know, the, the nothing that you pay and the everything that we expect in return, Wikipedia being kind of the, the king of that particular pyramid of very a shockingly small percentage of the people who use Wikipedia donate to Wikipedia to the point where in recent months they've been having to basically beg. Um, you know, at the top of all the pages have been the an appeal from this, you know, uh, high-profile person on behalf of Wikipedia because their funding is so strangled because people are taking and taking and taking and not giving. And the the wailing and the gnashing of teeth of it not being there for one day um, for the nothing that people pay into it just kind of grinds my gears a bit. So it hits me in a particularly, it hits one of my buttons in a, in a very big way. Mm-hmm. So I react very negatively to it just because of my nature. However, there was an unexpected comedic outcome from this. And if you are a dweller on Twitter, there was a Twitter account that was created called Herp Derppedia. And what they did <laughs> all day long was retweet all the rage tweets from all the people. And all that was necessary to get retweeted by Herp Derppedia was to be totally uninformed as to what was actually going on. <laughs> so there were tweet after tweet after tweet of these uninformed morons who didn't even take the time to read the splash page that came up when you went to Wikipedia during the protest that explained exactly why Wikipedia has gone dark for today. There was a big paragraph right there that said exactly why it was happening. And you would, you would just say, well, maybe if they put something up that explained why this is happening. They did, Joel. That's the point of this. They oh, didn't. I see. People still didn't even take the time to read a paragraph. They just jumped, they, they stared at the paragraph and saw some words jump out of them. Legislation and uh, new laws, and they jumped to the conclusion of, <gasps> they've outlawed Wikipedia! Rawr, rawr, torches, pitchforks, rah, 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 rah. Head desk, head desk, head desk. <laughs> <sighs> nice. <laughs> I, don't think I wish I were that. exaggerating for comedic effect, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> my head made contact with my desk. Uh, Herp derpedia kids, don't do drugs. All right, let's move on no, before I hurt somebody. Honest. Sounds good. <laughs> uh, well, one of the other big announcements this week that caught my attention uh, was just yesterday, and that was the Apple announcement in New York. And uh, they released um, three major major things. Uh, iBooks 2, which uh, allows for textbooks. Uh, the uh, uh, iTunes U, which is an app now for uh, iPad and um, an iPhone. Oh, nice. Um, for educational purposes, um, all of which is free, or, or most of which is free. There's a lot of free content on that. I, I should have done a little bit more research. Um, also, the iBooks author app for 
the uh, Mac App Store, which is free. And I think that this is really an interesting move in terms of um, electric publication and the access it's going to give people. Um, however, uh, my excitement was quickly quelled by uh, a post on Google+. Plus. Uh, that was originally put up there by Ed Dumbbell and reshared by Gina Trapani. And uh, I'm just going to go and read a little bit of it, if that's okay with you. Um, it. it outlines... Sorry, go ahead. I said hit it. Go for it. Hit it. All right. I, I shall hit it, sir. Um, it's Section 2B from the Terms and Conditions um, for Publishing with the iTunes Author app. Uh, and it's concerning distribution of your work as a condition of this license and provided you are in compliance with its terms... Your work may be distributed as follows. If your work is provided for free, at no charge, you may distribute the work by any available means. If your work is provided for a fee, including, included as part of any subscription-based product or service, you may only distribute the work through Apple, and such distribution is subject to the following limitations and conditions. A. You will be required to enter into a separate written agreement with Apple, or an Apple affiliate or subsidiary before any commercial distribution of your work may take place. And B, Apple may determine for any reason in its sole direct discretion not to select your work for distribution. So Ed uh, summarizes and says, write a book, any book, as long as it conforms and you permit us to use it uh, to our own distribution or um, accept if, if giving away uh, giving it away. In that case, uh, have at it. We love free advertising. And it, on one hand, my reaction is, well, that's how the iStore, uh, any iStore works for Apple. You know, like you can only sell it there. Uh, it's it's um, it's it's a closed environment. Like they control it. Uh, they they say, um, uh, what was it they say? Their sole discretion. Um, well, they can. But this is this is a change from the regular iStore because if yeah, you are selling there, your, yeah. your your music on the iTunes Music Store, you're not forbidden to sell it anywhere else. Here, yes, I miss. Yeah, go for it. No, I I just I realized that I misspoke there. I was I was um, when I said it's no different. I meant that it was no different in the fact that they can dis, they can they have sole discretion. Oh yeah, they can. In they terms can of censor if they don't, when they like. Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I meant. Where it's not different, it is, however, different. Like you said, from the iTunes Music Store and other apps, where you know you can have the same app that's distributed to Android and uh, other things. Um, the, the the problem that I have um, with it that wasn't clear, and I was um, having a short conversation with uh, Danny Jones on Twitter before we started the show, um, was I understand that if I publish to Apple. Um, via this i uh, this iBooks author app, that I would be locked in to uh, Apple's uh, distribution. However, what if I don't publish with that tool? Maybe I use it to lay stuff out, but is like is there other export um, capabilities? What if the book that you distribute with Apple is different than the book that you distribute elsewhere? I.e. You know, you create this book and lay it all out with um, the iTunes, or the iBooks author app. It's not so hard to get the name straight. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the other point, of course, to make is say you do decide, yeah, sure, I'm okay with being limited to the Apple verse. That's not a small verse. Like that's right. a big – That's I mean apps on the App Store are, 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 you know, the ones that are well done, Angry Birds case in point. 
Yeah. Um, granted, those. I mean, that, that's that's available on all platforms. I understand that. But um, say if it wasn't, I don't think they'd be hurting. I don't think they would really be in in any kind of dire financial trouble <laughs> if they were right. only available on iTunes. You know. Well, I mean, they, they definitely seem to be setting up a different rule set just for textbooks, and I'm not sure why they're doing it this way. I mean, there, there is a screaming need for reform in the college textbook racket, and I use the word racket there very deliberately mm-hmm. because it is a system that has been changed from a system that publishes good textbooks to a system that republishes the same textbook with a new version number on it every year in order to extract money from students. So you will have a system where a math textbook is out this year and your instructor puts, okay, you need revision three of this textbook to be in compliance with my uh, the lessons I'm going to present. And then the very next year, they publish Revision 4, which has a red cover instead of a blue cover. And the syllabus is revised, saying you now must have the new revision. And so all the people who bought the blue cover version can't sell their books back to the bookstore because what the publishers hated was the resale market of used books being sold over and over again. So they fired Mm -hmm. back with the, fine, we're going to put out a new edition Every year, whether we need to or not, we're going to collude with the instructors to make sure, and the bookstores to make sure that they won't offer the old version, they will only get the new version, and it's the system that is designed to extract full price for these overpriced textbooks because they've gone with the least efficient method of producing them, which is a brand new book, Dead Tree Edition, every year, and they're extracting that money from the students, the people who can least afford it. So I think Apple is wading into this phrase saying, okay, much like the music industry that was broken, where we saw people were having to buy an entire album to get one song, and they hated it, they're wading into this saying, we see the students getting screwed, the students know they're getting screwed, we're going to provide a better way. Textbook publishing industry, brace yourself, you're about to be given the jobs treatment. I mean, and I think it's a, on a whole, I think it's a really uh, good thing, uh, especially with a lot of the books, not all, but a lot of the books being priced under $14. Yes, that's huge. I mean, when you consider that a lot of college textbooks are in the 80 to $180 range. And as a fine art grad, I can tell you that not only are they expensive because of all the photography and the plates in the book, they are also heavy. Yes. Oh, the suckitude. I mean, I, yes, for the love of God, get me all of my textbooks on a tablet or on an e-reader of some kind. I remember the back-breaking, huge load of books I had to carry around campus, and there's no reason for that anymore. And why do we need to keep you know, deforesting the entire planet to serve this industry when there is a better way? This is, this is the music industry and the, and the movie industry all over again of them clinging to their outmoded business model in the face of an obviously superior way of doing things. Instead of embracing it, they're resisting it. Old men running their businesses just wanting free money for no work. 
another one of my hot buttons. Oh, yeah, we're just tap yeah. dancing on them this week. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that I, I was always impressed with uh, back when I was in university, which was <clears throat> about 12 years ago now, um, they, uh, one of the local universities, uh, Acadia University down in the valley here in Nova Scotia, as part of your tuition, um, you received a laptop. Uh, it was issued to you from the student. Uh, I mean, you could you could opt not to, but um, if you wanted to, you could have this this laptop that was issued to you, and uh, you'd be using it for classes and stuff like that. And it just it allowed every student, as something that they were already paying for in their tuition, to um, have that kind of access. Um, and if you don't happen to have your own laptop when you first go to university, um, it was something that was a real benefit to people. I can easily see universities and, and colleges adopting that for iPads uh, or insert your, you know, Amazon Kindle, like whatever the um, uh, the e-reader is going to be, um, especially if after a little while um, the uh, electric um, textbook, I guess, not meme, but wave gains speed and there's more than just the Apple iBooks store for textbooks. If it increases to having Amazon, having a version and all that kind of stuff, then I think that would be a real real benefit to students. Well, I'm wondering what Apple's uh, impetus is behind this. If you're going to publish on iBooks 2, you're going to sell through Apple and Apple only. I wonder if that's designed to deliberately scare away the big publishing houses and only draw in more independent and smaller in order to lock out the big houses saying, no, we know no. you will never you will never want to play our, our by our rules. We know you that's, will never let us have total control. That's part of the announcement. 90% of the publishing uh, world is on board with Apple. Really? Yep. That's why that's they did the, the release in New York. Yeah. No, it, it was a really big deal. Um, I... I'm I'm really sure that it was 90. Uh, you can if you if you're looking for a really concise uh, summation, the first 15 minutes of Tech News Today from yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, Thursday show, uh, is really good. Uh, they had a um, an educator and an author on uh, as a guest for the first 15 minutes, and she went on to explain um, what it means. Uh, and right now, it actually appears that the iBooks uh, two story is focusing on K to 12, so um, kindergarten through high school. As opposed to university, I mean, she's anticipating adult education to follow suit quite quickly. But one would assume, uh, yeah. I just, um, I, I mean, I think it would be such a. I mean, how cool would it be? You know, I mean, think about yourself, eight years old, learning about photosynthesis in you know your science class, and having uh, a tablet that you're either sharing with one or two other students, or maybe you have your own, uh, and instead of just learning about it, you get to interact and, and watch a video of it happening, uh, of like a motion graphic, and then you get to see like one of those time-lapse videos of a flower blooming and all that kind of stuff that would just visually excite you as a student and right. also um, not conform, but it, it's a mold of how kids learn today. Yeah. I mean, you ever see a video of a toddler with an, well, with an iPad? I mean, well, you've got a toddler. Did, does she, do you guys have an iPad or a tablet? Oh, yeah, we have a Nook tablet and a couple of iPads in the house, and she didn't need any instruction at all. Neither did our nine-year-old. He did. You just hand it to him, no instructions, figures it out. I mean, the touch interface is great for humans. So, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it is, again, it is obviously superior. Therefore, I expect them to resist it kicking and screaming just like the music industry did. So we'll see mm -hmm. if, if I'm proven wrong. Yeah, I mean, and, and really the, the idea of um, the publishers not liking the resale market 
uh, and and trying to force people to buy all these books, um, we're basically forcing people to either uh, not buy the book, deal with the old hand-me-down book, uh, that kind of thing. Whereas by a by having cheaper books, because uh, electric books are easier to produce and distribute, obviously, uh, at a lower cost. I mean, how inclined would a student be to say, "Well, screw it, I spend more than fifteen dollars on beer, you know, in one sitting." You know, right. I can just I can just buy next year's book. It's no skin off my nose. Like that's easy, you know. And I, that, I think this that should improve education. Is it should improve education and it should improve sales? I would imagine. That's what they're. I think that's probably what they're hoping for is the fact that they'll they'll make it up in volume. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I'm excited to see where it goes. I I need to do more digging as to what it means for me as an author, but I'm curious as to see um, where it takes uh, textbooks and education and stuff. All right, so in the uh, mishmash and multiple crashes and uh, flaming uh, computer chips that has been our first, good Lord, hour on the air, let's sneak in at least one break here before we come back and uh, cram some more content in and hopefully take some listener calls. You're listening to a seriously fragmented episode of Alpha Geek Fridays. Yeah, we kind of sort of apologize for the quality on this one. Uh, Technology and Bill Gates haunt us. We shall return right after this. Versus the world's productions. Nerds on the Internet. What more could you ask for? www.vtwproductions.com This show is brought to you in part by Audible. Audible Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the Internet. With over 85,000 programs for more than 1,000 content providers, including leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Audible customers can also have their Audible content wirelessly delivered to their smart mobile devices daily, even while sleeping, taking the computer out of the equation. To find out more, visit vtwproductions.com and click on the audible.com advertisement on the left-hand side, or visit audiblepodcast.com forward slash vtwproductions. New customers in the United States and Canada will receive a free audiobook download when they sign up via that link audiblepodcast.com forward slash VTW Productions. Watch 
cilantro, your hot peppers right there, you can hit it like this, hit it like this, hit it like this, hit it like this, guys, we're gonna make America stink again, one snap at a time, it's, guys, we're gonna make America stink again, one snap at a time, it's, guys, we're gonna, one snap again, one snap at a time, one snap at a time, we're gonna, one snap again, one snap at a time, one snap at a time, we're gonna, one snap again, one snap at a time, one slap for the ties, we're guys, we're good. One snap, one slap for the tap, for the tap, clap, 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 clap. I ain't finished with the slap job. You're gonna be in a great mood all day. You're gonna slap your troubles away with the slap, you slap, slap your troubles away with the slap job. I ain't finished with the slap job. You're gonna be in a great mood all day. You're gonna slap your troubles away with the slap, you slap, slap your troubles away with the slap job. Daisy, you just got one hand and chop, 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 chop. This tacos, fettuccine, linguine, martini, bikini. Hello, this is John Scalzi, and you're listening to Versus the World Radio. <laughs> 